Hey there, this is episode 17 of the Balance Fi podcast. Increase retirement contributions, financial security step nine. Welcome to the Balance Fi podcast, where we talk about balancing intentional debt payoff, saving money, and actually living your life. I'm your host, Raylia, small business owner, wife, girl mom, nonprofit co founder, and money nerd. This is an audio version of the Balanced Five blog because I know how hard it is to find time to sit down and read literally anything. Instead, you can get quick bits of money knowledge on the go. I want to help you learn to control your money instead of letting your money control you. Let's get started. Early monthly retirement contributions are the single most important part of your long-term savings plan as you prepare for your life after work. Way back in financial security step 2B, you started saving for retirement, if you weren't already. When you are saving a mini emergency fund or have debt other than the mortgage, retirement contributions often fall to the bottom of your priority list. That's understandable since your money can only go so far. I absolutely agree that the security of a mini emergency fund and the freedom of paying off debt are bigger issues to tackle initially, but early retirement savings is super important. Compound interest is basically magic. It makes your investments grow like crazy, but it takes time. Time is the biggest factor, which is why investing early and investing regularly is so important. If you're a little older and starting to freak out at this point, just take a deep breath. Investing today is early investing because today is earlier than next month or next year. And that's why I recommend contributing enough to your retirement account to get your employer's match if that's available, if they offer that, or you have an employer, or at least 3% of your annual income, even while you're getting out of debt. Starting small is still a start, And those little contributions will make a difference long term because they build on each other and your interest grows. So the more you have in there, the more it'll grow. If you're unsure how your employer's retirement plan even works, reach out to your supervisor or a human resources representative and ask some questions. You should know these things, but it's not always readily available information. You might have to dig a little bit and ask some questions. Make sure to also ask if the plan has the option to automatically increase your contribution percentage each year. And this is by far the easiest way to ease into contributing more to retirement. You probably won't even notice the extra percentage being withheld from your paychecks. So in my family, We contribute a lot to my husband's uh, employer-sponsored 401k and Roth 401k because we are basically planning on that money to support him, me, and our oldest daughter uh, once he retires. We expect that our daughter will, you know, be able to do 
some things independently. She may even be able to have a job, but we're planning to support her just so that we are prepared if she doesn't have that ability later on. And so his employer's plan offers this automatic increase option. Um, it increases his contribution by 1% every year on like his you know, anniversary date with the company. And we honestly don't notice the difference. Um, I guess if you went and looked at our budget, you would see a slight change in the amount of income he's bringing home. But those things change a lot because, you know, taxes and then he's got uh, our health insurance coming out of there and that amount changes once a year too. So we don't pay super close attention to the exact amount he's bringing home each paycheck, like down to the dollar. We have a basic idea, like it's, you know, in this general area and that's how much money we have to work with and then kind of adjust our budget a little bit based on how much he actually gets paid. All that to say, 1% going into retirement isn't a huge budget buster for us. I know it could be for some people, but we really don't notice the difference. And it has paid off already. Like he is very far ahead of you know, projections based on just his age. And obviously our situation is different. We're planning to support three people, one who will have pretty significant medical expenses. But just knowing that we are ahead of schedule and by the time we get to that point, maybe there will be some kind of program or, you know, supplemental insurance. Who knows? We're hoping for assistance, but not planning on it. When should you get serious about retirement contributions? After you have completed financial security steps one through eight, you're ready to get serious about retirement savings. You should have already gotten comfortable tracking your expenses and monthly net worth changes, created and learned to follow a budget, saved a mini emergency fund, and a fully funded emergency fund of six months expenses, and paid off all of your debt except the mortgage. Now it's important to pay off debt before you ramp up your retirement savings because you are paying interest on that debt. The longer you carry the debt, the more interest you're charged, so the more money you're wasting. Once your debt is gone and you're contributing more to retirement, the interest becomes a good thing because you are getting paid interest. Getting serious, for me, means increasing your retirement contribution rate. The recommendation is 15% of your annual income, but that depends on your current age, your dis desired retirement age, how long you have left to work in between those two ages, existing retirement savings, and your expected retirement lifestyle and living expenses. Luckily, there are tons of online resources to help you determine how you're doing as far as savings and how much you still need to contribute to meet your goals. When you want to pay off debt but just don't know where to start, I've got your back. The Debt Payoff Planner is a free, downloadable guide that will walk you through three easy, actionable steps to create a customized debt payoff plan. You'll gather all of your debt information, 
Choose a payoff method that works for your life and create a plan that includes monthly payment amounts. Go to balancedfi.com slash debt payoff planner to download now. What are some resources for retirement planning? My favorite website for figuring out how your savings stocks up against your future needs is um, it used to be Chris Hogan's RIQ for Retire Inspired Quotient. Uh, I guess it's probably just, you know, part of the Ramsey Network now. But anyway, there's a link in the show notes to that website. It is so helpful. You input information about your current and future situations, and then you receive feedback on how much you will need to retire at this rate, um, as well as how much your current investments are expected to reach. So it tells you, you know, you're going to need, say, $2 million to retire. You have, you know, $50,000 saved. Now, if you continue contributing, oh my gosh, at the rate that you are and you have 30 years left until retirement, you will have $2.2 million. So you're good. Or it'll tell you that you are expected to need $2 million and right now you're projected to have $1.5 million. So you need to contribute X amount more each month. It really breaks things down and it takes a lot of different factors into consideration. So I really like that one. It's probably the most user-friendly retirement calculator I've seen. Um, This one's also linked in the show notes, but it is a calculator from Kiplinger. It's more involved because it takes into account your social security income, if you are ever going to get any, home equity, and how aggressive your current investment approach is. Um, If your retirement account is with a bigger provider like T. Rowe, Price, or Vanguard, you'll probably also have access to a retirement calculator on their website, and that source would Uh, probably require fewer inputs because it already has some of your information like how much you have saved already your projected retirement date and how much you're contributing a more personalized option is to contact a financial advisor the national association of personal financial advisors linked in the show notes provides a search feature to find an advisor in your area you can also ask people you know for local recommendations especially from people you know that manage their finances intentionally or like they're basically being smart with their money. You trust their judgment when it comes to money. Your employer's retirement provider may also offer consultations with advisors. Uh, But when you're paying an advisor, I strongly recommend that you find one who is fee-only and acts as a fiduciary. A fiduciary is a person who is oath-bound to put the client's needs first, and a fee-only compensation method is more transparent to you, the consumer, than a commission-based model, and there's less incentive for the advisor to put their own financial interests before the client's. So basically, if you find a financial advisor who is not fee only and who is not a fiduciary 
they could give you advice that may not be in your best interest, but it will get them a bigger commission and help them out financially versus helping you out financially. They're, you know, not obligated legally to not do those things if they're not a fiduciary, but it is a little sketchy and just something to be aware of. Even if you're talking to somebody who works for your employer's retirement plan provider, they could be acting in somebody else's, their own best interest. So just be wary of that. How do you increase your retirement contributions? So while you were paying off debt, uh, you calculated your rolling debt payment amount. That is the accumulation of all of the minimum debt payments that you owe with additional payments being made as often as possible. So when you have extra money lying around. By the end of your debt payoff journey, that amount was probably fairly large because it was the accumulated minimum payments on all of your debts from the beginning. After the debt was gone, you use that same monthly amount to save your fully funded emergency fund of six months expenses. Now it's time to put that amount towards retirement. You've already been living without that amount in your budget as spending money. So you're used to this. You can do this. And it's going to pay off in the long run. There are different annual contribution limits for the different types of accounts. Uh, So it's important to know what type of account you have and what the current limit is. And the IRS changes the contribution limits, if not yearly, then pretty frequently. So I I would recommend just looking at that limit at the beginning of each year to see how much you could contribute that year if you think it's possible that you might get close to the limit so if you go to the blog post which will be linked in the show notes uh, there is a little table that lists all of the different well not all of them the most common types of retirement accounts the contribution limits for 2021 and then how much you would need to contribute each month to max that out. And if you can't max that out, don't worry. Something is better than nothing. And once you are 50 or older, you can also contribute additional amounts annually to kind of catch up. So there are you know more rules from the IRS if you're over 50. How do you actually go about doing this? I recommend contributing the amount of your rolling debt payment plus any extra payments that you had been putting towards debt. Just put that into your retirement account, assuming that it won't put you over the annual contribution limit. If you're fortunate enough to be able to contribute more than the allowable limit, you can always open up additional accounts. And of course, the account type depends on your situation. A financial advisor, who is a fee-only and a fiduciary, can help you determine the best course of action in your specific case. A non-retirement account may be a good option after you've maxed out your retirement savings, depending on your goals. So, about that 15% retirement contribution. There are usually some questions here. 
Should you contribute 15% of your pre- or post-tax income? Yeah, according to Fidelity, and the article is linked in the show notes if you want to read the whole thing, the 15% contribution should be calculated based on your pre-tax income. So that would be basically what your like stated annual salary is without taking taxes into consideration. What if your employer contributes? So you do want to save at least 15% total across all contribution methods. If your employer contributes 5%, you really only have to worry about the remaining 10%. Just make sure you understand your employer's retirement plan when you start formulating your strategy and make sure that you are going to be able to become vested in that account. So vesting is basically when you have worked, usually it's when you've worked at a company long enough, but there could be other requirements. And you are entitled to take your employer's contributions with you when you quit. So the last like real job I had, uh, you became vested in the retirement account after five years. So while I was working there, I was contributing to my retirement account. My employer was contributing. And they kind of kept those amounts separate. I ended up leaving... Uh, before I hit that five-year mark because I had my daughter and had to leave. Uh, But if I had stayed, I would have been able to take the entire balance of my account with me. Since I left early, I only got to take the amounts that I contributed. So if you are able to save 15% uh, just out of your paycheck and you know that you won't be around for vesting, do that. Like, don't worry about your employer's contributions to like view it more as a bonus however if you're already vested then you can back off on how much you need to save yourself and count your employer's contribution towards that 15 percent so what if i'm older when i start saving for retirement unfortunately if you delay saving until you're older your monthly contributions need to be higher A financial advisor can help figure out exactly how much you need to save, but it will probably be more than that 15%. Fidelity suggests increasing savings to 18% if you delay starting your retirement contributions until you're 30 rather than 25 years old. So if you delay even longer and start after 30, you're going to have to save even more. Um, You're just going to have to Find a calculator or a financial advisor who can help you figure out exactly how much you need to save in that case. And it's going to be more per month, but you can do it. Even if you're not able to save the entire recommended amount, something is still better than nothing. What if you just can't contribute enough to your retirement account? So if you've looked at the retirement calculators above and you can't see how it's going to be possible to contribute that much, then it's time to re-evaluate your plan for the future. Here are some suggestions for what to do when your retirement needs outpace your contribution abilities, when you need to contribute more than you actually can. Look at your home equity. 
if you have significant equity in your home by the time that you retire, you could consider selling it and downsizing. And that cash would go directly into your retirement account. And try to pay off your mortgage before retiring. And this will free up cash every month during your retirement. So basically, instead of spending $1,000 out of your monthly retirement withdrawals on mortgage payments, you would have an extra $1,000 to live off of. Work longer. So the longer you delay withdrawing from your retirement accounts, the longer they'll last. Basically, you have more money going in and you're not starting to take that balance down earlier. And I know that's not always an option like sometimes you don't have much control over when you need to stop working but if you can it it is a way to make your money last longer you can also work part-time during retirement even a part-time income will help you stretch your savings longer don't pay for your kids college so as much as student loans are a burden on your potential children they are a way to pay for education No one is going to offer you a loan to cover living expenses during retirement. So just put that money toward your retirement savings. Obviously, if you can afford to save for retirement and save for your kid's college fund, go for it. That's great. But don't shortchange your retirement to provide your kid with a free college education. They can figure that out themselves. And it'll be easier than trying to... (laughs) figure out a way to have more money when you retire. Scale back your lifestyle now to save for the future. So saving money now is going to be exponentially more helpful in 30 years. So saving more money now by lowering your living expenses will help you save more for retirement. It'll get you used to a less expensive lifestyle kind of, you know, temper your expectations for retirement and stretch your money further. Just do your best. I know these solutions may not be an option for everyone. If you're injured or sick and unable to work longer, you know, further into your life, you'll have to get creative. Working remotely or online is an option and social security disability insurance benefits may still be available although the monthly payments are pretty small. The United States doesn't provide well for its less fortunate citizens. Trust me, I know that. (laughs) So a more radical solution could be moving to a country with more social supports. Obviously, the ethical thing to do would be to move to that country while you're still working and contribute financially to their tax base, but do what you have to. You can only do your best. The earlier you start, the better. But don't get discouraged. Circumstances can change, hopefully for the better, before you're old enough to retire and things might work out. What about Social Security? In short, don't count on Social Security for your retirement income. According to a 2020 Social Security Administration report, which is linked in the show notes, the fund for old age and survivor insurance is only expected to be able to pay benefits until 2034. And that means that even if you retire in 2021, your benefits will run out in 13 years. So 
if you plan to live longer than 13 years from right now in retirement, you're in trouble. There's always a chance the government will make a huge and necessary overhaul to the system, but I wouldn't count on it. The uncertainty and fiscal irresponsibility of our government makes it essential for you to save for retirement, as if Social Security doesn't even exist. Like, Don't include it in your plans at all. If you're somehow able to get benefits, it'll just be a bonus. You have a little extra spending money. Basically, you need to make retirement savings a part of your life to be successful in this journey long term. So if you thought debt payoff was a slow process because it took a couple of years, retirement savings is even slower. Even if you start early enough, it can take 40 years to meet your goal. But the amount that you have to save each month is, luckily, smaller. Retirement savings is a long, long-term goal, so it's best to automate it as much as possible. You don't want to get bored or obsessed with the details and make unnecessary changes to your asset allocations. Never seeing the money in your checking account makes it mentally easier to live without it and stick to your retirement savings goals. It's okay if it takes a while to get to your monthly contribution goal. Just keep working toward it. So if you have ever followed Dave Ramsey, I'm sure you have questions right now. Um, His philosophy with the baby steps is that you save your mini emergency fund, you pay off debt, you save another, you know, your big emergency fund, and then you start worrying about retirement. You're not supposed to save anything for retirement until you have paid off debt. I think that's short-sighted. Obviously, it works for some people, especially if you are lucky enough to have a larger income where you can make huge debt payments or, you know, you can sell your fancy car you have a loan on uh, so that once you are out of debt, you have a lot of money to throw into retirement each month. Then it's a lot easier to catch up on your retirement contributions. However, delaying retirement contributions by one, two, five years while you're paying off debt on a smaller income is more detrimental. Like, honestly, I don't know how, how to say it nicer. It's going to hurt you more because once you're out of debt, you will have more money each month. You're not making those debt payments, but you still don't have a lot to throw out retirement. So you can't make the big investments that people with higher incomes can. All that said, I think it's a lot smarter and safer to contribute to your retirement account as soon as possible, no matter if you have debt or not. Like While you're paying off debt and saving up your emergency fund, save less in retirement, but you're still saving something. And then when you get uh, out of debt and have your emergency fund fully established, then you can really focus on retirement savings. But putting something in earlier and letting interest grow on that is going to be a lot more helpful. Uh, if you run some numbers, of, like in your specific case, you're probably going to find out that saving for retirement 
while you're paying off debt is going to slow down your debt payoff by a month or two, maybe six months. But if you delay retirement contributions by two or three years while you're getting off de- out of debt, it's going to impact your eventual retirement fund balance a lot more. So I think it's a good compromise to just save a little bit, like 3% or whatever you need to get your employer's match while you're paying off debt and then really get serious about saving for a retirement. So just to recap, once you're out of debt, besides your mortgage, and you have at least six months of expenses saved in an emergency fund, it's time to slowly start increasing your retirement contributions or you know, increase it quickly, whatever you can do. Small incremental increases will be almost unnoticeable in your monthly budget, but it'll make a huge impact over time. What should you do next? Figure out how to actually increase your retirement contributions. Maybe your retirement account offers an automatic increase option, or you need to do that manually. In that case, put reminders on your calendar to increase your contributions each year. Again, saving 1-2% to more per year won't really be noticeable in your monthly budget, but it will be very important over the decades until retirement, thanks to compounding interest. If you don't know where to even start, contact your company's HR department or the administrator of your retirement account and ask some questions. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoy the Balance 5 podcast, I'd be so grateful if you left us a review on iTunes or told a friend. As always, you can head to balancedfi.com to connect with me and stay in touch. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and Twitter at BalancedFI. Until next time, stay intentional and look for balance.